Welcome to another episode of the Human Blueprint. I'm Angelo. I'm here with Herman and Bernard. Hey guys. And uh, Bernard, I'm going to let you do the honor of introing what we want to talk about today. So here's a topic that my friends and I don't really talk about. How to deal with your aging parents. Mm -hmm. Because it's one of those unsexy topics. But my parents are aging. I'm the only child. Well, I have a half-sister, but I'm the only child here. And it just started to creep up. Mm-hmm. So what I've been talking to my parents about, and also my wife, is moving in with them. Mm-hmm. But again, this is one of those topics that nobody really addresses and until it's too late. Mm-hmm. So it's felt like we should just bring it up and discuss. Okay. So do either of you know what your parents want if they were no longer here? If they were no longer here? Would you know what to do for them specifically? Would you know what their last wishes would be? No. I just know probably one thing. That's it. <laughs> oh, don't you think that we should know what those last wishes would be? Or yeah, it what? Makes sense. I think we should know every wish. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> right? And so I think that's, that's a good start. And what some people don't realize is most people on this planet, due to marketing, due to advertising, as soon as they hear the three-letter word, starts with an A, has the middle word with the G, and ends with an E, as soon as they hear that, what happens? They shy away. They do anything to avoid it. They would go for surgery, they'd pit anything on their skin, go for mm-hmm. any form of anything. Mm-hmm. to aging Anything to continue to keep what they feel is theirs. Mm-hmm their youth for as long as possible and I think that's one of the major things why people don't have this conversation Mm. it's because everyone shies away from the reality of what life actually is and tries to consistently just cover up every single thing that they consider to be unpleasant and they choose to turn their back against it and then when they're finally forced to face it the harsh reality and they're unprepared it's it's like my my dad the house is crumbling Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to move. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'll just leave it. It'll, how, it's not going to get better by itself. <laughs> like, how's it's not going to regenerate. Yeah. So he's like, oh, no, just leave it, just leave it. But we know the house is not in good shape. Yes. So that's why we're putting plans into place to, to revitalize the home and, and eventually move in or mm-hmm. go somewhere else. But it's that he's holding on for dear life. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, I've been here for like 35 years in this home. It's I'm mine. Not, that's mine. I'm not going <laughs> to let go. So it, it's this, it's interesting watching that dynamics so i have a question now so you have your parents wish what if let's say your belief of maybe something that is better for them conflicts with something that they one of their wishes and that's why you have to have that conversation before they go and then make sure it's in the will so that the person who executes the will can do everything done to the exact person's specifications because what people don't realize even though the will's just here for our physicality for like when the body's no longer existence that someone executes the will and the order. But when this is no longer here and let's say the soul knows what it asked for and let's say you said, you know what, we're not going to do this today because I think we should do it this way. Well, then that soul will never be happy. That soul will never be rested. That soul will always find a way to come back to make you pay for what you didn't promise to do. Okay, going back to that, again, what if it's something that's it's, it's a bad belief? Mm-hmm. So we want you to 
do all these things and you're like, no, 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 that's a terrible idea. So even though they're still there, how do you address that while they're still alive? That's why you have to have that open dialogue. That's why you have to learn to have that humility to have that dialogue. Remember when we had that conversation, you didn't really have a lot of the answers you do now. Mm-hmm, that's true. Because you were the type that says, no, I got it. But in, re- in harsh reality, you didn't really have it. <laughs> right? And most people think that way, and you can't lie to yourself. You have to say, okay, do I know every single thing that they want? Do I know every single thing that they possibly have inside of them that they would like to see happen? Do I know every single thing that they would want for the family that's left behind, how they would want to continue to live their life? Because these are the type of questions no one asks. Mm-hmm. These are the type of questions that people shovel away or suppress. And then finally, when the person's no longer here, it hits you. Then the pity and then all of the negativity takes over. And it's very hard to recover from that. That's like what's happening with my, with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So my, my grandfather passed away. My grandma is still, still around. But now there's six children trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to do with the house and the assets and everything. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a whole lot of really messy stuff going on. My yeah. family is, was very much in the same position. Six kids, grandfather passed away. And um, there are so many things afterwards, not even that needed to be organized, but expenses. Mm-hmm. It was an expensive transition Mm -hmm. and there was so many different papers that needed to be filed and Mm -hmm. uh, so much paperwork and i mean it's quite the process and if you didn't have a will then you have probate so you'll get taxed on the estate on everything that's yours that you want to pass down to correct your family so my my aunts and uncles are fighting now Mm -hmm. because of again things that weren't being addressed prior when my dad when my grandfather Correct. was still still alive yeah and now it's all on my grandmother but my grandmother's feeling that pressure and there's mm-hmm. a lot of emotions in there that, so yeah and then the greed kicks in yeah it just yeah. takes one person that, to start well, that's what happened mm-hmm. yeah. that's what happens. It's like oh you know the 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 son should have it yeah the grandson should have it to carry on the last name yeah. in the chinese culture of course so no the, you the, the women have no rights or it's just it's so messy right now. but it can be pre- be prevented yeah, if we went back in if time. If you went back <laughs> and addressed it beforehand. So now we're doing our best, but I can just see like that's a, a real life example of what happens if you don't address it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's like just leaving it and, and hoping that things will go well. Doesn't yeah. work. Right. No. Well, it didn't work for this one. So that's why learning from that, I look at my, my parents and it's like, okay, we got to talk about this now. Mm-hmm. My, my father didn't want to talk about it. My mom was like, oh, yeah, I think we maybe... But now they're, they're open and at least we're getting things moving. And that's wonderful because if they didn't, then if something did happen, you'll never forgive yourself. Yeah, and it wasn't an easy conversation. Mm-hmm. It never is. No, it's not, it wasn't fun. But surprisingly, they were more open once I tried to understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So it had some compassion. That will be us one day. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we want someone to have that understanding and openness mm-hmm. to help us at that time so can i can i just pick your brain on i'm like well it's never too early to have this conversation so i i believe that i need to step up and have that conversation as well but i always want to do it in the right manner so what helped you to have that conversation with them i asked them what they wanted in terms of 
in the next like five, ten years or, or more. So then they started to paint a picture. And then that's when I realized they wanted me to be with them. And that's how it started the conversation. Versus me going there and saying, hey, we got to do this. We got to fix this thing. (laughs) So that's the, that opened the dialogue. So is that good for a lot of people to do is to have something that can break that ice? That's, but if you have, okay, so you have two sisters and a brother, right? Yeah. So maybe you have the open dialogue with them first to understand where they are before you have that open dialogue with your family first, because if you are always fighting with your siblings, it doesn't matter how good you're going to go with your parents for, it will not be the same message. Right. And that's why when we had the call with my family, you asked for everybody to be on it. Yep. And uh, now it's not necessarily me that's that's giving my, my parents, specifically my dad, giving him a hard time when he's doing things that he shouldn't do for his health. But it's my siblings that are doing that. And I'm just kind of more, I've taken more of a, a quiet step and I'm just more like doing the, hey dad. <laughs> this water right here has done wonders for me. Just playing the seeds. <laughs> yeah. See? I actually had to do a lot of that too. See? Because my mom was on board. My father was still hanging on. So we just had to plant little seeds and just water it. And mm-hmm. it took a while to get there. But but if we don't start early enough, then we can't get to the point where we can have that conversation. Yes. Because remember, a lot of these people, once age hits, it sometimes comes very, very quick, very, very harsh. <laughs> And when that happens, then if they still have their pride, which will a lot of Asian people do, mm-hmm. they have this pride, they think they could do everything forever. Mm-hmm. And then they, when they realize they can't, then it's a very harsh reality for them. And when that happens, they don't want to have that conversation. So if we can just allow the parents to eliminate that pride so we can get to the table so that everyone can understand each other. So going back to your scenario, like when's a good time for for children to start speaking about this type of scenario well everyone's grown up right Mm -hmm. that's a good time okay and the reason being is because you must always be on the same page as a family so that that one person who does get greedy doesn't ruin it for the rest of the family because there's always one person that gets greedy Is, is that just the general rule it's just the general that because the, the world we live in now and just all those distractions, all everyone just puts themselves in environments without any so-called regard. So sometimes they, they have all these different influences and influences and influences. So because so-and-so they heard does this or has that, well, the quickest way to get that is to take something from the quickest person they know mm. or the closest person they know to get that. That's why we don't compare. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you start doing that, you look for shortcuts on how to take something that doesn't belong to you, maybe from a grandparent, maybe from mm-hmm. a parent, to go get something just to show off or go get something to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. I guess my family's a lot simpler when you have like one child. Yes. <laughs> so I, didn't, yeah. I didn't have to go through all the <laughs> negotiations with everybody else. Yeah. yeah. But when you have four, including mm-hmm. yourself, you got to make sure everyone's on the same page. Which I didn't even think of that. I'm just thinking about the conversation with my parents. But yeah. I do think that that's such an important component to it. That's the first step. Yeah. To make sure everyone's on the same page first. So that when you do approach the family, everyone has that maturity to understand what it is you're trying to accomplish. Which is to make sure that everything continues. That life can still go on. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have that conversation, life tends to stop. And people stay stuck in that moment. Mm-hmm. 
So get everybody to buy in first. Right. That's that's gonna be my objective uh, when I go back home. Yeah, I'm also thinking about my Han's side, my wife's side as well, yep. because she has three other siblings. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be a discussion point. Because if you don't have it early and you just put it off and put it off and put it off, it's like those cycles we talked about. You have all these open cycles, and when it's finally now going to close, and you're not prepared, and it closes without you being prepared. That's when a lot of people get stuck in that time period. And I guess also it, when if you put it off, everybody has their separate lives. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna have their challenges. So you put this at the very end. It's just another challenge that they're gonna be dealing with, and probably won't be making the best decisions at that. When everyone's upset or oh. hurt mm-hmm. or grieving, you don't make the best decisions then. Right. Yeah, I, I, it's so true. I just think people put it off. To this, they put it off to the side because it's not a topic that we like to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not flashy mm-hmm. in any way. You wouldn't be posting on Instagram, okay? <laughs> for sure, you wouldn't be posting on social media for these things, right? But they are critical. Mm-hmm. So, I guess if we transition the topic, what is something that we everybody could do to honor maybe their ancestors or the the people in their life that have passed on be better than they were simple as that make better decisions than they did okay continue to make a difference in a world that they couldn't continue to make people around you better just because you exist continue to make sure that everything and everyone's better just because you are in the environment of that that will make a big difference. But if you are only in life for yourself, you'll never honor them. If you're only in life for the quick gain, you'll never honor them. If you're only in life to live to every single pleasure, you'll never honor them. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's where I was at mm-hmm. because I didn't have a concept of spirituality or soul or any of that. I just had no concept of it. So. I never was really thinking about my ancestors and what I could do to honor them and to, I don't know what is going on in the spiritual world with them, but just what I can do to continue to build on that legacy and make the world a better place. Yeah, I was the same way. I wasn't really thinking too much about my ancestors and everything else. So it was more just what I can accumulate Mm -hmm. in this world. But I wasn't thinking about honoring them and taking the gift that we've all been given, I've been given with life, and making myself better and making other people better. Mm-hmm. Until, until obviously when I met, met you and your father, then things start to change and I start to do more things that wasn't just for me, that actually help, helped other people as well. But it's not one of those dialogues, again, you have with random people or mm-hmm. school system or any, anybody else, even parents. Even my parents wasn't having that type of dialogue. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, just be happy. Mm-hmm. But there's more to just that state of happiness. Mm-hmm. So what about caregiving? Mm-hmm. And is that something that is a good alternative or solution, depending on someone's situation? Well, I had a conversation here with Bernard because, if we're being honest, he thought it was going to be all good, that if the parents came in and everything's going to be fine, this is normal, status quo. And I warned him, 
as soon as the health diminishes and as soon as it drops really quickly, he has to have a plan B in place. Mm -hmm. Because if he doesn't have a plan B and then that happens, then he's going to be left to pick up all those pieces. And if he's by himself trying to pick up all these pieces and pride of the father's getting in the way or the mother's getting in the way or time constraints or, you know, grieving or all these other things, emotions getting in the way, then what type of decision are you going to make in for the benefit of that person who needs it the most, who's desperate, who's getting the most amount of suffering? Mm hmm. And that's why I believe everyone should, you know, have that conversation and have that plan B. And that's why we have more plan B, plan C, plan D. There's just a lot more planning. <laughs> that's why, again, being able to, as I'm going through this process, Han's also going through the process mm -hmm. and she's making plans as well. Again, we're not, we're not asking for these things to happen. No. It's just if it does happen, if and when it does happen, at least you're not caught off guard. Correct. Of course. So this is like planning for the future that nobody talks about yeah, I'm not, I don't want to sound like we're in insurance sales or something right? this is the reality of the situation yeah. and yeah, I just want to be prepared no it's true because we always want to make sure that our parents the people that brought us into the world and cared for us that we can we can do that for them mm -hmm. when it's their time and they need it mm -hmm. it's like you drive a car or you're on a plane how many security protocols do they have to make sure you're safe way more than what we have right now see for ourselves so even like like a transport truck brakes go they have air brakes they have all these other ways to stop you can even use the gear to shut to slow down they have all these different ways for you to slow down airplane something happens they have everything underneath your seat has the thing to draw down for the oxygen cars mm -hmm. the airbags but when it's us and it's our turn to put these things in place we drive without brakes, we drive without airbags, we, we fly with like blindfolded and act like we own the world. No seatbelt, no nothing. No, no, well, what do you yeah. think the results would that be? Once there, it's gonna be a crash. crash. There's gonna be a crash at one point. Even exactly. if we're going somewhere, at least we have a Google Maps or something. <laughs> <laughs> but for this, there's absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And that's why when we help people, it's like when I look at someone, I can tell how long they have left. I can tell what's coming up next. I can tell what's what to prepare for. So we have that conversation so that other people could prepare now. Mm -hmm. Oh, this might happen sooner than this. We got to get this done. This is not as urgent. Well, we will put that as a plan C. But right now we have to have plan B short up. So it's like that's why so many people, if they don't take this to heart and they don't really give their best effort to their loved ones, then when it's your turn, and you need the caregiving and you need the help and you need the compassion and understanding. Where will it be for you if you didn't give it first? That's like a lot of families I've seen where they're aging. So I know older, older people. I'm not that old, but I know some older people where their children are not helping them anymore. Oh, yeah. Because of the enabled them or whatever mm -hmm. it is I, like from an outsider i can watch it yes but when they're in it they're like why is my is my son not around or yeah. whatever it is I, I did all this stuff for them but they never had this discussion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i can't blame can't blame the son mm -hmm. or the daughter or anyone mm -hmm. else it just never was never brought up and now they're sort of reaping what they they sowed correct and we just want everyone to make better choices now so then you're not paying for those bad choices later. Mm -hmm. So this it's definitely a good conversation because, again, a lot of our listeners, probably maybe younger, 
so they probably haven't really gone through all this. Mm-hmm. It's a great discussion to, to bring up when the time is right. When the time like is you right. You don't want to just go in there. It's like, hey, no. we've got to talk about this stuff. Right. Like, no. Yeah. When the time's right. Right. And do it the, maybe if you have siblings. Yeah. You can start with them. Get on a That's call. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think it's all about doing it the right way mm-hmm. and doing it out of the goodness of your heart. Because remember, it's not just for you, it's technically for the family that you're doing it for, right? So it's to continue that life can go on. Don't lose sight of that. Wonderful. Well, do you have any other questions? No, the only other comment was just don't do what I did. Where I tried to control the situation, tried to, tried to, how do you say, project what I wanted for them without even figuring out what they wanted. Or needed. Or needed. So that, that's the only tip I can share. I'm going to write that one down and <laughs> take it with me. <laughs> I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.